You're listening to the Carry On Friends Podcast, Episode 56. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast, where you'll be inspired and empowered to do amazing things in your personal lives, career, business, and community. With your host, Carrie Ann Reed Brown. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Ann. If this is the first time listening to the show, welcome. Glad that you could join us. And if you are a regular listener, um, hey, what's up? What's going on? This episode, the guest for today's episode is Joyelle Crawford. She's a certified career coach and life coach. And we'll be talking about self-care and all these other things, non-technical things that are just as critical or important to our success um, and, of course, our personal lives. And um, wanted to share this episode. It's really timely. So I wanted to get this episode out. And then I have a special mini so that I'm coming out with to give you guys some updates about what's going on. And um, because it's a long time, we don't talk one-on-one, right? So that's going to come maybe next week. It's out of the normal schedule, but um, because of the how the interviews have been planned and, um, you know, sliding this in would be make more sense than pushing everything back. But enough of the rambling. I'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, career, entrepreneurship related, please remember to send an email. Hello at Carry On Friends. You could tweet us, Instagram, we're on social media at Carry On Friends. Love to always hear from you. Um, use the hashtag COF Podcast and any other thing you want to throw out there. So now that we've gotten all that out the way, let's get into the interview with Joyelle. Hi, Joyelle. Welcome to the Carry On Friends Podcast. I'm so excited to have you. How are you? I'm well, Carrie Ann. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time <laughs> I talk to you, like there's a smile and this bubble that comes up on my face because <laughs> you are just so fun to talk to. So, all right. So let's tell the community a little bit about who you are. Well, I am a certified professional career coach, and I just received my life, life coaching certification recently as well. And uh, and I'm a leadership development training consultant. All right. All right. So um, full disclosure, I met Joyelle um, through um, services because um, she is a phenomenal career coach. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you are. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> a phenomenal career coach. And, you know, it was so interesting that I... You know, she she came up as an option. I'm like, "Mm, I like her click. And I was so excited to find out that we have like some kind of special connection. And that's because, Joelle, I'll let you tell the audience. That's because... (laughs) Because we're both Caribbean American, and we've got parents. Yes, <laughs> Jamaica's in the house. My dad. I know, I know, I know. I was so excited. I was like, yes, because one of the challenges when you are going for career coaching and career services, it's like, will someone understand my, you know, unique, not unique, but my cultural perspective? And when I spoke, to, I was like, yes. I wrote in my journal, like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Um, so I'm very excited to have you on the show. We, I, I spoke about this and I, I wanted to, to talk about a variety of stuff in terms of career and the Caribbean American or, you know, generally. So 
Tell us a little bit more about what you do in the space and how you help others. Well, you know, the, the biggest thing that I do is I offer coaching on career development and growth for people who are transitioning, you know, and that could be transitioning, like being out of work for you know, 10, 15 years because you, you know, you decide to stay home and take care of your kids and you want to come back to work. Or it could be that you are in transition in the job that you are in the, in the place that you're working and you're trying to either move up or to the side and work through that career matrix. Or if you found that, you know what, this place isn't working for me anymore. Maybe I've outgrown this, uh, this environment and I need to move forward. So I, I definitely deal with different transitions um, within it. And I do also like to take some time and coach on professional branding, um, career clarity, people trying to figure out what their purpose is and, and coming up with a way to kind of Frankenstein, I like to say Frankenstein their happiness, you know, because sometimes the situation that you're in may not be one where you can just jump off and go to a new new job. We may have to stay where we are and bloom where we're planted and find happiness in other locations or destinations, maybe through volunteering or for a not-for-profit or, or working uh, in, in a different uh, capacity so that you can feel like you're getting your soul filled, that you're getting that cup filled. Right. I love that you say that bloom where we're planting, but we're planted because not all the time it's an easy situation to get up and jump ship. So finding a nonprofit or another cause that will fill your soul or give you happiness is is a good alternative because I've tried that and it's worked. It's like I'm doing this on this side, but I really enjoy doing this. And that that's carry on friends. And it's really, you know, I've been doing it for three years now. So it's wait, no, it's more than three years. It's four now, right? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so it's really been the thing that's given my my soul joy. You know, I do enjoy aspects of my career, but this thing, it's 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 mine and I really enjoy it. And, and it gives that sense of joy that then sometimes comes out on the nine to five because there's something yeah. else that's really giving you purpose. So now that you've said that, um, what are based on the things that you've done, what do you think is the most common issue that people mm. you, you find that people are dealing with when it comes to career, regardless of whether they're trying to transition to a new role, they're trying to, what do you think is the most common um, trend that you're, you're seeing? The biggest trend that I'm seeing, and it's, it's interesting, you know, you, you attract what you want to serve and support, right? And so I have been attracting a lot of clients, just not only one-on-one, -on -one, but in the in the classroom, people who feel stuck. They feel stuck and, and, and they feel like they can't get out from where they are, meaning uh, they just feel hopeless. And I feel like one of my biggest purposes on this earth is to motivate and inspire people to realize that there is hope mm -hmm. and that you do have purpose and that you can lend your talents um, and that there are, there are ways and strategies to, to move forward um, to get out of that dark place that you're in. Because when you're in that dark space, you're not, you're, you're withdrawing, you're, you're thinking, your emotions go inward. You're not really even paying attention. And it's actually scientific. Like you're, you just, 
you have nothing else to think about, but you're, you're going internal. And the longer that you're internalizing these emotions and these bad feelings, the less you're aware of what's going on outside of you. And this can negatively impact your productivity, the productivity of the company, the teams that you may manage. It can really do some major damage. And so I feel that um, a large number of my, my one-on-one clients have been coming to me because they feel stuck. They have no place to go. Now, in terms of feeling stuck, I mean, that could be just about anything. Yes. <laughs> Man, that, yes. that stuck is like one of those things you're stuck with what? So, yeah. and, and it's very interested, interesting because one of, in preparation for this um, interview, someone said, you know, their concern was how they could stay motivated, you know, during the process. So, so they're working towards a goal, but... Mm-hmm. On their way towards that goal, they feel like they're in a rut, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like they're close to finish, but they still feel stuck. And so what what do you say to someone who's feeling that they're I'm trying to get to my goal, but I feel like I'm in a rut and I'm kind of stuck? Like, what do you say to someone like that? Right. Well, the biggest advice that I would give to him or her would be that you should celebrate the small successes that you're getting towards the goal so that you don't feel like there's no hope going because you're, you're taking action. So you're not literally stuck someplace. It's, it's mind over matter. So you emotionally need to fix your face, so to speak, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're in a culture where we're hard workers, we're loyal. We, we stay until, you know, we've learned from our parents that we just need to stay there and, and retire and get the gold watch. And sometimes at that detriment, we don't want to, to stay where we're not serving ourselves. And so one way of filling your cup while you're on that goal is to celebrate the small successes. Um, You can do this either there, there are different apps that are out there, that for, you know, just celebration and gratitude of just making sure that you're, you're going forward and just each little step is getting you closer. You're celebrating that one little step. Hey, you know what? I I was able to get that report done ahead of time, or I was able to talk to that coworker, uh, and, and get, you know, some, some static out of the air so that we could work more collaboratively together, celebrate those small successes. And then you feel, you will feel, and you need to really read those things. You need to review them so that you can, you can truly review and see that you are making progress. Yes. I love that. So what you've said is something that I've talked about on this show and I've written about, I call it a compliments journal and I, um, I collect them actually it, you know, I read a book years ago. This is before all technology. So a journal was a physical journal. So I keep that in my Evernote. So ooh, ooh. When, when, when you sent me an email like, I need you to repeat after me, I got mad skills. I screenshot that and I looked at it. I'm like, I got mad skills. That's right. So That's right. Because so you the, do. Thank you. <laughs> so those little things that... Um, that, like you said, you know, screenshot, keep it when you're feeling mm-hmm. down, you know, to go back to those and see like, okay, you know, I could do this. I got this. I'm making some progress because when you're in it, it's very hard to, to see the progress that you're making. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those blinders are on. Like yes. you just can't see the forest for the trees. When you see that little reminder or even put a, a timer, I have a, I have a timer that comes on my, my clock at nine forty five every morning. 
I'm open to receive God's abundance because I need to put that up in there. I, I am receiving abundance, whatever that looks like or sounds like I'm open to it. I, it just reminds me to stay and it keeps my mind straight. It keeps me in the right frame of mind. Yeah. Awesome. You said something I want to go back um, a little bit where you said because of our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our parents are like, yeah, you work at this job and you, you, you know, they're, they're, they're coming from a place where they worked at one job for like all of their lives. And they, mm-hmm. like you said, they got to go watch and they got some kind of award, but we don't live in no. that type of world anymore yet still there are influences on us to find a really good job and get settled and you work there and you'll be successful how yes. much of that plays into some of the feelings of feeling stuck that people might have or feeling like they're in a rut well you know family's very big to us you know i mean it's a it's a huge thing in our culture and we don't want to let i mean at least in my family and I'm hoping in other, I didn't want to let my family down, mm-hmm. you know, um, a large part of what my dad loves to do is to brag about his children and what they've done. And, you know, and I, he brags about how many children he has and then he brags <laughs> about what we've all done and achieved. And, and so that's part of, you know, who he is. And so I almost felt like if I left, I would have been like a failure to him and to the family and, 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 you know, almost be somewhat of a a shame, put a shame to the family by leaving and quitting because I couldn't, you know, I couldn't hang. I couldn't be as strong as my, you know, my, my family had been in the past for staying in different jobs for long periods of time. So I didn't want to let him down. I didn't want to let the family down. Crawford's don't quit. That was kind of the unspoken motto of our family. And so I I really, I got to a place where my body was breaking down. I was in a a place of really bad burnout uh, and I was damaging my relationships. I was damaging the relationships that I had with my team. I was making really poor decisions because again, I was inward thinking and and my body was just rejecting everything. It It was breaking down to a place where I wasn't physically able to to, to carry on, so to speak, yeah. and move forward. And I had to, it was almost, it was a really difficult conversation to have with my dad. And I knew he wasn't going to be pleased, but I made the decision to choose myself. And instead of living for the ideals of what my family wanted, I needed to make a decision for me because I wasn't going to be the best person for my family or myself if I didn't start taking care of me. And so I made the decision to choose me and I removed myself from the environment that I was working in that was causing the burnout and decided to take a huge step into becoming my own business owner. So that was huge. And I, he was very upset with me. He was very upset because that goes against everything that, you know, he taught me and what I've been growing up to, to learn. However, it was part of acceptance and I needed to move forward and say, you know, regardless of whether my dad accepts me or not. And that was tough. It was tough. And I'm pretty sure it's probably tough for other people. I needed to choose me. I needed to make myself a priority. And that's really a large part of getting unstuck from your rut is making you come first. That stone building that you're working in doesn't care if you're not there for multiple times. They don't care if you're in a hospital bed for a couple of weeks. That's what they have. They have disability benefits for that. You need to take care of yourself first or you're not going to be able to help support your family or support your your lifestyle or you. 
or live out those dreams that you want to celebrate because there won't be any of you left. Yeah. You know, um, we had um, someone on the podcast uh, a few months ago. Her her name is Raina. And Raina kind of said um, of dreams and drive. And she kind of said something similar, like, you know, our parents, their influence is just so huge over our lives. And we we want to be happy and we want to make them happy. And at some point we have to make that decision to, you know what, we have to choose self over our <laughs> family's ideals mm-hmm. and their vision for our lives because it's no longer um, it's not working for us. And we, by, by, by living their dreams and not ours, we mm-hmm. are creating a situation where we're no longer healthy, we're unhappy. And mm-hmm. once we're unhappy, everything else around us becomes affected by that. Part. Yep. So um, I'm glad that you share that because, um, and how long were you at that company before you decided, you know what, daddy, this really not working out? <laughs> I stayed there for 18 years. You see, but th- that's the thing, though, right? <laughs> you, you, the way how life. daddy behaving, you just swear that you just went in this job this week and decided to quit next week. But you, but you would think, you know, and, and it's not just your dad, it's our parents. It's like you would think that when you go and say, you know, it's not been working out. They're like, stay a little bit longer. You're like, yeah. what is three years now? Like, yes. oh, please let me go. Let me go. And, and, and you know, I would cry because, you know, crying always worked with him. And mm-hmm. he was just like, well, then leave. But then I was just like, I felt like it was letting him down. And yeah. then and then he was and then he would say, only leave a company when they stop promoting you that's when it's time to leave and in it in true to true to life it, it 18 years I was growing I was climbing up the ladder and then I was trying to you know go different to different places and grow and they stopped moving me mm-hmm. they doors were closing I couldn't even get my old jobs back that I had you know several moves before that and that's when I realized, you know what, this, this is, it's time for me to leave. It's time that in a you know, in addition to the fact that my body was breaking down. Yeah. You, you know, when it's time to leave, that gut feeling is telling yes. you, you know, yeah. and that's a good segue to someone else who, you know, I talk to my friends about this all the time and, you know, about career stuff. And one, um, one person said, you know, they love what they do, but they're in, in they're in an industry where they don't have that great of a benefit, but, and there are other things going on and they want to leave, but they love what they're doing. Mm. But they're like, how do I find something that I love in a similar role, but more beneficial within the industry? Well, again, it's, it's, it's breaking down what your passions and your purpose are and in coming up and ideally mapping out what that looks like, what your perfect work day looks like, almost being the architect to the future happy job that you'd like to go to. And that, again, goes back to journaling and brainstorming and figuring out what makes you tick. And I like to I like to tell my clients to go to go window shopping, job window shopping. And it doesn't require, you know, just like regular window shopping. You don't need to go into the store. You just take a look at what's going on in the window, check out the different styles, check out what's going on, what's posted, what people are looking for. Are there skill sets that you may need to increase? Maybe you need to go back to school. Maybe you need to take a class at a community college or shadow somebody, or maybe it's just a a matter of uh, figuring out who you may want to do an informational interview with so that it opens up that that door so it's not so much that you're 
looking to leap so soon without figuring out what you're getting yourself into. Because a lot of times we run away from things instead of running towards something, something. Yeah. you know, Absolutely. and that is a big mistake when you find out it's the place is worse than where you were. Right. And, and this young lady is very lucky because she's, you know, she's happy where she is. She wants a little bit more of that. You know, I may even suggest uh, having a conversation with her supervisor, her, her manager, about what she needs from a developmental perspective. Maybe this is an opportunity for her to bloom where she's planted and have a tough conversation. This is the perfect time of year to have these kind of conversations because typically around now, you're getting your year-end review. Of course, it's like, what, February? But usually businesses are a little behind. And this is the perfect time for that so that you can plot out what you're going to do and focus on for the year. So, so, so what about ahead. some people who felt like, you know, I've had these conversations. They've passed me over for a promotion. Mm-hmm. I, there's no more development conversation I need to have because there's nowhere else to, to grow. What yeah. do you say to that? I mean, they love yeah. the industry, you know, there's it's, a pattern, but yeah. you know. it's time. It's time to look. It's yeah. time to start getting that, you know, brush up that resume. We'd work on getting, making sure that the resume is updated and customized. Um, and like you, like we were saying job, if we're window shopping and looking at different jobs, looking at those ideal jobs that make you tick, that make your mouth water, and then making sure that we're highlighting the experiences that we have on our resume so that they're seen better, that they're more visible. And then I would also suggest getting out there and putting your feet to the the pavement and networking your tail off Mm -hmm. because a lot of the jobs that are out there aren't the ones that are posted on the job boards. They're the ones that people have in their brain that they're just kind of quietly, you know, dialoguing in their minds about. And I hate to say it, but a lot of about getting the jobs that you want is, is a little bit of the Hollywood mentality. It's Mm -hmm. not what you know, it's who you you know. That and is so true. Yeah, those connections are huge, you know. And I, if networking isn't your thing, then we'll work on networking too. But it's networking is, and, and this is another thing, is networking isn't what we think it is. It's not, we're not car salesmen. We're not trying, and I don't mean to diminish any car salesmen, but the, the that, that horrible that horrible stereotype that we're, you know, smarmy and slimy and trying to pull a fast one. And I, again, I don't mean to diminish a car. Oh, yeah. But that stereotype, you know, that sale is salesy. It's, it's slimy. It's underhanded. Networking is just putting out that you want to be of service to someone else. Yeah. How can I be of service to you? Mm-hmm. Everyone needs something. How yeah. can I be of service to you? If you look at it from that perspective and that intention, it's not going to come across like you're trying to pull a fast one because you're not, you're, mm-hmm. you're looking for new opportunities and how can I be of service to this organization that you're working with? Networking is really just building relationships that um, take time and, yes. and you don't, and because they're taking, because they take time um, to, to your point, you ask them how you can help them as opposed to asking your ask right out the gate. Exactly. So, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's that's the part that no one ever taught us about networking. You just don't network to say, well, this is what I want. You kind of have to find <laughs> out what they want first. Yes. Give yes, them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and then find out when it's a good time for your ass. Because maybe a lot of times in helping them, 
you realize that they might not be the right person for your ask. Exactly. Um, exactly. So networking is, you know, uh, there's a little bit more finesse to that. And that's a whole other episode. So <laughs> that's a whole other episode. So one of the things that um, seems to be happening or happens most of the time when it comes to career or decisions aren't based in logic, they're based in emotions. And because they're based on emotions, it seems like we're making decisions based on I'm in a rut. I'm not happy. I'm not this. And that's not always the best place to make a decision when it comes to your career. So can we talk a little bit about what you've been seeing or your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, like I was uh, mentioning before, I mean, there's scientific proof that when you are in a place of, of darkness, you know, depression or anxiety or high stress, we, we focus inward because we're just going into this survival mode. And that is not the best place to be when we are feeling that way. And so asking for help is a huge thing that, you know, again, we, we, we come to work, we, in our, in our culture, we come to work to work and we don't want to make any friends and that's fine. And, and, and that's, we we're here to work. We're here to get the job done. So we need to reach out to some resources externally. What that looks like and sounds like you, we, we have a strong support system. So it, it may look like asking for help through a coach or a, um, a mental health professional. And I know that going to, me- you know, medical professionals is a little bit of a, a, a challenge for some, but uh, it, there's no shame in that. If you are in a place where you need additional help to talk through all of these things, it, the, the key is to not go it alone. Because when we are, we have a tendency to be lone wolves that we can do okay by ourselves. That is not the place to do, to do that because we have gotten to a place where we've painted ourselves into an emotional corner that we cannot get out of. And that's, that's just making the extra step to ask for help. It could be one person. It could be many. There are, uh, groups out there that you can talk with and support systems and professional organizations. I think the biggest thing is to try your best to get help. Ask, tell one person, uh, you don't have to put it on blast. You don't have to put it on a billboard, but the best way to get out of this rut is to get help. Yeah. Yeah. Get help. Oftentimes we feel like we're just alone when we're in it. We feel like we're alone, like no one else is going through Mm -hmm. this. And Mm -hmm. almost always there's at least one other person who's gone through this, but we don't know it because like you said, we didn't ask for help. Right. Um, Right. And that's big, you know, that's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge step. It's a, it's, you know, it's, it's being vulnerable and that is not something that we do a lot of, you know, we're very strong people and I'm very strong willed and I don't want anyone to know that I have a weakness, but I think the biggest weakness is not asking for help. You know, the, the worst question is the one that's not asked. Right. So it's, it's, it's making sure that you, you are speaking up and getting that help that you need. Um, and, and looking at the resources available to you. Um, even if it's just the simple, you know, discussion to your friend or family member, I need help. Mm-hmm. You know, I, just that one word because family, family's there to support. And, and that's huge. Yeah. It's huge. 
you know, I, I just wanted to clarify something that even though we're talking about being stuck in a rut, sometimes being stuck in a rut doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you, the majority of the times people might be happy, unhappy with their jobs. Yes. But sometimes it could just be the stress of the job yes. that people just feel like they're just stuck and they're in a rut. Not necessarily that they're not happy, but, you know, the job itself mm-hmm. is just creating a situation where maybe they've worked too many long hours Mm -hmm. and they really need to step aside or you have work and then there is life. Um, So I just wanted to clarify for the audience that we're not necessarily talking to only those who are looking to switch jobs, but if you're in your current job and you feel like you're, there's this feeling of overwhelm and you feel stuck or you feel like you are just putting out fire and not growing, this is also something that could be beneficial for you. And in that case, you can definitely, you know, talk to a director or or a manager about, you know, your personal development and self-care because that's huge. You know, they don't want to have to deal with you being out sick for a number of days. Yes. They're also (laughs) losing business that way. And money. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I know the one young lady was talking about how she doesn't have that great of the benefits aren't great, but they're still lost. There's still a financial loss when you're not you're not there to to help them generate you know revenue. So, yes, that's a great point, Carrie Ann. It's true. It's very true um, that that just being where you are, you just got to take care of yourself. Um, and that could be just, you know, where you, where you are, you could just take breaks. You know, we sit at the desk all day. It just could be a matter of getting up and getting, you know, and you know, some people have cigarette breaks. You could take an air break, yeah. you know, just as long as, uh, you know, the people take a couple minutes, stand out there and get some fresh air, um, call a loved one, check in on them, you know, um, Working out is a great opportunity, watching what we eat, you know, laying off the liquor a little bit, you know, um, it's always something, you know, very social to, to do, but, um, you know, that's a depressor, a depressive. So, you know, we've got to kind of pay attention to some of those things and, um, and come up with creative ways. Like you said, talk to your boss about some creative ways that, that you can make things a little bit less stressful. Uh, and and maybe get some assistance, um, and that could look like or sound like an intern. That's you know whatever whatever it is, or dispersing the workload amongst the team members a bit right. more. Right. Um, one of the things that um, I'm actually reading a book that was recommended um, was you know we don't ask. Sometimes we don't get the help we want because we don't ask for it, and um, it's particularly women. And so mm-hmm. you know some people do ask. It's not it's it's they haven't gotten it but we should make sure we ask document that ask if it's like you know i can i get some help um those are things that will help us um, alleviate some of the challenges that we have you know when you feel stuck that is that is like the first thing is overwhelmed like no there's no one there to help and before we get into that shell or we retreat inward, like you said, we just need to make sure that we've exhausted all our options to say, yes. can I get some help, please? Yes. We, are, we, we We've talked to the right people about getting support. So before we leave, um, is there any – I don't want to – end on a somber <laughs> note but <laughs> you know what what do you want to leave us with to say that you know what this is what you can do to cultivate um 
a better, you know, to, to manage stress at work a little better and to manage this feeling when we're, we're, we feel like we're in a rut or we feel like we're heading towards being in a rut. What advice would you impart? The biggest advice that I would impart is to breathe. I feel like the biggest thing that has helped me manage my stress is mindfulness and meditation. And that can be a five minute just sitting still, closing your eyes and focusing on your breath to help reset you when you feel like you're about to like go off on somebody. It, mm. it helps when you want to just have that moment of where you feel like your hair is on fire and you just want to run out of the building screaming because I've been there too. It could help before you have a huge presentation in front of your you know, leadership team and you're about to give this huge ops review and, and talk about finances and money and numbers and it just freaks you out when you're about to network with somebody. Breathing is the key. Focusing, just taking five minutes to breathe. It gets you refocused. It gets you refreshed. It gets you rejuvenated. And I'm telling you, it has really done wonders for me. Um, just taking that time to get that time back for yourself to reset. And it's going to be okay. Just know that it will be okay. Got it. You said a lot of awesome things. And I just want to recap quickly, you know, taking that deep breath and taking a pause, especially when we feel like, you know, things are stressful. If you don't smoke, you can take an air break or a little break. Um, I think that helps sometimes when we, we, we're in situations. I personally, yeah, it hasn't worked all the time, but it, it can work when you've taken a pause and just to kind of focus um, in terms of, and especially since a lot of the decisions we make regarding our career are so emotional. So having that opportunity to breathe and pause helps us not make, you know, impulsive decisions when right. it comes to our career. The other thing that you you mentioned is that we just need to make sure that we are we have the right resources and we're we're using those resources that are in place. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes we just have to bloom where we're planting. You know, work is not always going to be that honeymoon period. There's going to be right. some challenges. And you know, what? if work is not as fun as you want it to be for right now, maybe finding other activities that can feed your soul. So whether that is, you know, having um, volunteer experiences or for me, the blog, the podcast, they are, they're mm -hmm. my outlets, you know, finding outlets to help satisfy you or, or your, you maybe it's your creativity or something else that will bring you mm -hmm. joy. And, um, you know, celebrating the small successes along the way. I think that's really big. I talk about it, but you saying it is just a reminder that if, if you're doing something that has a really long-term goal, I'm sure there are smaller things that you've, yes. um, you've done along the way or completed along the way because it's just like, ah, I've done it. So thank you so much, Joyelle. Um, this is, this has been helpful. Uh, a lot of times I, I didn't want this to be a conversation as, you know, Oh, to, to, to get successful, this is what you got to do. You got to, you know, sometimes it's really the emotional, it's the yes. self care that impedes our ability to be more successful 
at work and and being mindful and acknowledging and reaching out for the support that we need. So I really want to thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure I'm going to find some other way to for you to give me some more information and skills to the audience because there's just so much more to cover when it comes to career development, leadership, and all that good stuff. So again, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Carrie Ann. You're welcome. And folks, until next time, walk good. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Carry On Friends podcast. For a recap of this episode and other great articles, please visit the blog at www.carryonfriends.com. That's C-A-R-R-Y-O-N-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. You've been listening to Carry On Friends, a show about the Caribbean American experience produced by Breadfruit Media. We post a new episode every two weeks on Tuesday. And if you're looking to learn more, buy our merch, or sign up for a newsletter, check out carryonfriends.com. Or find us on all social media platforms at Carry On Friends.